Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. At the 2020 Golden Globes, Tom Hanks gave the best speech for actors in terms of work life and artistic life. We're going to talk about it today. Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Spielberg, Eastwood, Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan. So, Roxy, let's talk about what's always the most important. The apparel, Sean. The apparel. So... There were so many ways I could have gone today, and I literally thought of you, thought of the show, and stood in front of my closet for a while. Are you lying to me? Nope. I swear. And I thought, you know what? Here's what I'm going with. Grounded. Mm. Earth. Water. I'm just starting this. Because I have to, you know, the holidays always, you spin out. You spin out like you don't know what day it is. And you know what I mean? Everything's just a weird thing. And then you have to get back to it. And I really need to. And it's a perfect opportunity. My girlfriend's working like on this huge project. So she's gone a ton. And so I just need to work on myself and ground and get like get the exercise routine going. Get more organized. Do another Marie Kondo. And, and so I felt like grounded. And that's why I went with the grounded earth tone sweater do okay. you feel that I'm going I, I do feel what you're doing it's interesting that you're talking about how it's about what's on the inside but really it's really, it's about, really about what's on the outside well, and it, the, it is it's not it's not just about the outside I do know this sweater looks good on me it does look because if it was a crappy looking sweater John coming into 2020 with all of the confidence in the world just powering in yeah hell yeah just diving in and uh as always, with me having this beautiful discussion about my apparel, Miss Roxy Stryer, Miss Phenomenal. Thank you so much, Sean. And Woo! Is in, that audience applause I hear? Yes, yes, yes happy to be here. And uh, <laughs> a little late on it, but but on top of it, our producer, Mister Fantabulous, Jeff Graham. That was a uh, first year back in 2020 timing, where you're just kind of wiping the dust out. Yeah, yeah we're just shaking off know. the cobwebs. Yeah, Obviously, I've shaken off my cobwebs. And I feel because you said I'm. Don't repeat that ever again, Sean. <laughs> I know I'm totally teasing. Shaking tra- off the cobweb is that not a term anymore? It was just no, the way just... it came out. I want to yes and you, Sean, but you yeah. said I'm oh, shaking off my cobwebs. Oh, yeah. just like just doesn't. It sounds a little creepy. Well, it's more just like not hip. It's a thing you wouldn't want to say, say at a bar. About, yeah. No, it's no, no. no. I'm just I think shaking I was just, off my cobwebs. I was leaning into the fact that Roxy said I'm very confident, and I had no cobwebs. You know what I've been told when you have to explain a joke. Okay, so moving on. Um, today we are talking about the 20th. Speaking of confidence, Tom Hanks' speech at the Golden Globes, 
2020, getting his Cecil B. DeMille Lifetime Achievement Award speech was so great, and I was just sitting there watching it going, I, have, I, th- I think I need to talk about this on my show. Yeah, I'm happy you did, uh, and and I'm excited to hear your takeaways from it, Sean, because mm-hmm. as somebody who has been 30 years an actor, mm-hmm. I think that it, it's really interesting that this is the speech that you picked out. There were so many incredible moments at the yes. Globes this year, mm-hmm. um, from Kate McKinnon and Ellen DeGeneres yep. uh, to Michelle Williams. Yep. To, uh, Bunch uh, of different across Ricky Gervais's um, monologue. There's a lot of different uh, huge speeches, even Brad Pitt with being kind to people. But this is the one. Tom Hanks was the one that you felt like emulates actor life. And And life life. And life life. Life life. So I think it kind of covers it. And most importantly, as I said in the cold open, the, the business and the art, which is what this show is about. Show... Business. business. Yep. Show business. Whoa. Yes. So uh, today on the show, uh, we are going to talk about the speech. We're going to break it down. Within there, I'm going to throw in a little. No, this is the in there. Do you like that? that no. Little gesture. I hated it because you did like these. And no, this that, I know. Thing. I was hoping you wouldn't. I, I was so, hoping it was under it was the camera. So weird. <laughs> It was so Cobwebs, fingers. So I'm not. So even though I'm coming out with confidence, I'm embracing my hiccups. Mm-hmm. I'm embracing my hiccups. And you gave me a artistic criticism, and I'm not going to ruminate it. I'm going to move past it. Oh. Okay. So let's see how that goes. Within, with, I, I, I think I got to stay. May away the force from all be that. with you always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within, mm-hmm. do the baby Yoda, okay. and then I'm exhausted. Yeah. Uh, then um, I would say within that I'm going to drop in a little. Charlie's Theron on the set of That Thing You Do moment. And then at the very end, I will tell you how, even though I ended it so well with Tom Hanks, I think he had a bad taste in his mouth due to a mistake that was not my fault. And I will explain that story. You pissed off Tom Hanks. Uh, yeah, how can you do that? And I think I did just some. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's back on it. Wow. What's worse, pissing off Tom Hanks or Mr. Rogers? Uh, I would say Mr. Rogers. That'd be really bad. It'd be really hard. It's but awful. according to the movie, he had anger issues. That's true. That he had to work on every day. Um, so that's what's happening in the show. Um, but before we do that, we are going into my week with a fresh, let's get, let's hit it with a fresh beginning of the year, Sean's Week. Mm-hmm, Can mm-hmm. we do that? Mm-hmm. Ready? One, two, three. Sean's Week! I, I liked it. I think it was very Andy Warhol kind of weird, but I think it... it felt a little more Picasso-y. But it, but it brought... It was there was a, an ear. Yeah, I mean, it was over there. Some dolly dripping clocks. What I feel like, though, is it it, it covered all possibilities of the year. Well, there were so the many flavors. Endless and flavorless. They can be all flavors. No, that would be flavorful. Mm-hmm. Flavorful. Flavor, the possibilities being flavorless is the most depressing. Right. <laughs> no, the possibilities are flavorful because it could be anything oh that happens. Oh my god, the possibilities are flavorless. As you Sean. can see, as you can see, confidence is there. Execution hasn't caught up yet, but it's getting there. Twenty twenty, baby. Twenty twenty. Here we go. But bef- uh, so my week. Okay, good, great holidays. My daughter came home from college. Uh, it was very strange because now she's 18. And so I go, hey, we're doing this tonight. And she's like, no, I'm not. I've got plans with my friends. And I go, oh, that's right. Like, I can't, I don't have that jurisdiction over her anymore. Yeah, you sent me a text about that. And I was wondering if that meant with, like, significant others. 
years? Was she doing things in the oh, house? Oh, her significant that... other is back at college. Okay, so, so no, it's you just, just, it's just she has more plans like friends, or, plans, things. plans. Oh no, I got to run to Target and I have to exchange this, and I'm going to go to lunch with so and so, and it was like. Oh, that's right. She's kind of like moved into the roommatey almost. Do you know what I mean? Like she's I can't a, she's say an adult living in your I house. can't make a demand, which is a little harder on the younger sister because she's like, oh well. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slow down. You're not there yet. A couple of years. Um, but we had a really, really good time. The main thing was we had all these traditions that we do every year exactly the same way. And this year, they, you know, she was working and she'd be like, I'm tired, and we go. Oh, I guess we're not doing that one. And my girlfriend said something very smart. Take all the traditions, lay them out like a buffet, and let's pick and choose which ones work and let the structure go. What is the biggest one that stayed? Oh, no Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's the biggest one that went. Oh, that's the biggest one that went. Oh, You, the, you oh. didn't listen to my question. I wasn't listening. No. Yes, okay. and. Yes, and. Uh, the <laughs> biggest one that stayed is always uh, Grinch. Who stole Christmas original? Also, all movies. No specials. Oh, I, that's a pet peeve of mine. Uh, specials. I'm Jewish. Give me a break. But but no, we you're not ha- the only one. We There's didn't so have many any. people that say Grinch who stole Christmas. The half hour cartoon is a movie. It's not a movie. It's a TV special. What's a special? A special. Is, I know what it's a special before is. your time, so I get it. You know, it's a but TV just, special. Like, are you not calling Rudolph a movie? No, it's not a movie. It's a 50-minute TV special. Mm, Jeff? It is. I don't exactly know where I sit on this, and I'll have to get wow. back at the end of the show. Wow. He's, but still, Sweden, or Switzerland, again, 2020. Sweden has opinions. Yeah, Sweden has opinions. Switzerland. There's still not. Switzerland in 2020. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, so I didn't really work with students and stuff, the holidays and things. But then I had an audition today where Amy was at Disneyland, my coach that I go to, so she couldn't go. A.K.A. your daughter. Uh, A.K.A. my daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was very specific. It was uh, Shakespeare-related, and I had a friend who does Shakespeare, and so we... Uh, Shakespeare-related, like Shakespeare... Uh, Shakespearean actually kind of yes yes but i can't talk about it more than that uh due to ndas and things like that Mm -hmm. but my point was that i knew he did it he came over so generous so helpful and and my friend uh bob buth robert allen buth he is from the groundlings we did groundlings together an amazing craftsman amazing artist he does a lot of uh puppetry um he's learned clown work he's done really interesting artistic stuff sean when he comes over does he give you notes or he just helps you take or how he did notes because he knows shakespeare really really well really well and especially this play for sure so he was how are you about getting notes with your peers i was great and and what's great is we were a thirty five year old friendship, mm-hmm. so he can be blunt, and he can say no no no. Like, listen, what you're getting is this. Let's try to add, you know. And then you see me. I, I actually it was fun to see the other side of when you start one way and you give direction, and then slowly it changes, and then it slowly kind of goes back to, you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. that's happened to me before by doing it, and then you hear it a few times and go, you know what? Actually, I should go back and try that, you know. So that was really good. And um, I'm scouting crust next week because it's hopefully going to be in the summer. Location scouting. So next uh, week I'm doing that. And then uh, I am doing a uh, helping this woman do these comedic videos. And I have hired my daughter, Amy, to be the director. And she said, listen, if I like the first couple, I will 
pay you, and I will pay her separately. So that would be a great little gig for her. What are these videos? YouTube? Uh, again, one of these things say. I can't go into, but they're little comedy things. But I already, like, this is why my daughter's so talented. And she did agree to come in and do the show one time to just talk about, like, Hello. working with me and stuff like that. But um, she said, no. And I said, listen, I think this would be funny. She's like, no, I don't love that. No. Next. I mean, that's why working with her is going to be so easy, because she's like, no, that's good. I like that. Or, no, let's not do that. She doesn't really know all the terms or why she goes, you know, it hits me well or it doesn't. Yeah. And I which just, is what a consumer should great. do. So. Yeah. It's really, really great. So that's what we're doing. That's the show. That's a little wrap-up of my week. But we're back here on the show. We want to make this show work. Roxy, how can we make this show work the best way possible? Well, it is 2020, Sean. Yes. So I'm really excited about this because I want to hear from all of you guys at home. We want to hear from you guys at home. Absolutely. What do you want this show to talk about in 2020? What are the questions you guys have? What are the comments? What are the things that you love? like to hear don't forget wherever you are thumbs up five star that helps this community grow so when you boost our algorithms math not totally our thing nope. but from what i hear from the youtube's people it actually helps people find our videos and our audio and that makes the community larger which is what we are looking for i do read and give shout outs every single week yes to people who have been commenting yep. so i'm going to pull one from itunes this week okay. and one from youtube the one over from itunes or app uh, apple podcast See, I'm hip. I'm cool with the times. You I, are. I know that they keep up. This one says, awesome podcast with three exclamation points. Wow. It is coming from Clarice Gomez. And Clarice says, Sean, host of Acting Class Weekly Podcast, highlights all aspects of performance arts, acting, and more in this can't-miss podcast. The host and expert guests offer insightful advice and information that is helpful to anyone that listens. Wow. We really Thank appreciate you very that. Much. Thank you for the five stars. You're awesome. Uh, and I hope you continue to listen to the show. Please enjoy do. it. This one's coming over from YouTube from our last video. Got it. Coming from Mimo Act, and Mimo did have a question, so I'll read the okay. whole thing and hopefully we can try to address this. Mimo says, Hi, I'm a big fan of the show and I've been acting for about one month. Kay. I have a question. Yes. How long should I wait before getting an agent? It's been one month since I've started. I'm just wondering how long I should wait for. Thank you. I would say, Mimo, the, I always go to that Steve Martin quote. Worry about being good first. Get into a class. Work on that class and get to a place where, you know, you're not just in the beginning class. Maybe you've moved to the intermediate. You're Maybe I would say wait till you at least get to the advanced level of a class. Maybe that'll take you a year. Maybe that'll take you eight months. Maybe it'll take you six months. Who knows? But I would get to at least the advanced level where you're feeling comfortable, where you've got a solid technique. And... But but to get that agent, start now at trying to create your own content and let that grow and, and try to self-tape scenes after you've probably got into intermediate for yourself and watch your growth. But I so would do say the work for now. do the work for now to at least six months to a year. That's what I would say. Okay. So Well, thank you guys on iTunes, on YouTube, uh, everywhere you are, Spotify, SoundCloud, we're everywhere. We really appreciate that five stars, that thumbs up, that subscribe. Hit that subscribe so you know when our episodes are going. Yes. You guys are the absolute best. And comment if you want to get a shout out on the show or Please have a question do. to ask us. 2020. 
I don't know why I shouted that. I feel like saying that all the time after every it's sentence. It's good because too. it just means it just it just it means we're present. It means we're attacking the moment. I, it's today, a whole bunch of for things. today's episode, Sean. Anytime you're transitioning from one point to another, I'll can just you say just 2020. say 2020? 2020. 2020. All right, here we go. 2020. We are moving into this speech. Uh, if listen, do yourself a favor. You, it's all over the internet. If you can watch the speech, um, if not, read the transcript. It's, it's actually really better to watch to see him be present and emotional. But he covered so many things, and there's also things we're going to talk about that he didn't actually cover, cover, but just by him doing and saying makes him more. You know, why is he America's favorite? You know, actor. He he is the Jimmy Stewart or Danny Roebuck said he's the you know he stole from Jimmy Stewart, right? So he again, who you're talking about is Tom. Hanks. Tom Hanks, yes, exactly. So Tom Hanks at the 2020 Golden Globes got a Cecil B. DeMille Lifetime Achievement Award, and he got up there, and we'll just break it down moment to moment and talk about certain things. So firstly, he uh, said, "I would pay to see any of the people that I've been nominated with." get their cars washed. That's what he opens with. He's so... So what does that say to him? Not by saying, oh, I'm humble. No, he showed humility. He showed that I don't think I'm better than you. I'm, I, I deserve this because, you know, I deserve this and you don't. It was humility. He showed humility. Knowing that you have a lot to learn. Knowing that you're not the best. Just by showing that, that is a likable trait. Why do we love Hugh Grant and Richard Curtis, the guy who do those? Because they're always self-deprecating in those movies. They always talk about, oh, I'm, you know, I'm an idiot and I can't do this or whatever. Jokingly, lovingly, they're not self-abusing themselves. But it just shows humility, and that is a huge, huge thing. And then, right off the bat, he explains he has a cold and is a mess and is emotional. And, you know, some could say, oh, well, now he's making excuses. Right? I don't think it was an excuse. I think it was self-deprecating, saying, oh, you know, I'm going to do my best. Even though I'm sick, I'm glad to be here, and I want to do my best. What do you, do you, did you feel it was well, John, too self-deprecating my, or an excuse? My question to those people is, an excuse for what? It's not like he showed up on set and said, I have a cold, or sorry, I can't do the work, I have a cold. So, so, what, so an, an excuse, an excuse for, for not giving... Uh, you know, maybe, speech? yeah, a better speech or yeah, becoming emotional. But he obviously takes stuff seriously, right? So he wants to do his best. So maybe, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just don't think that I would ever look at it that way because it's not like he didn't turn in his homework. Yeah, that's true. So it, it, it's such a weird thing because I've seen people say this. He, he's making excuses. For what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To who? Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. Such yeah. a strange uh, word choice. Yeah, I could see why some people would do it because you never want to just lay that out because people don't really care. But it makes us like him. Be- and again, it shows humility. I'm just like you. And I've I been thought- drinking orange liquids for 24 hours. Also, you know the same I mean? way that people say, like, allergy season. Am I right? I thought he was also trying to say, like... I- I'm not crying. This is yeah, cold. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought it was a kind of comedic right. element to right. it. Yes, exactly. Then he goes into gratitude for his family. He got very emotional, could hardly speak. First thing, first thing about this award, he talks about his family, his connection. And what, what does that show us? And this is what you have to take away from his actors. We're only as good as the emotional connections that we have in terms of 
our family, our chosen family, our friends. At the end of It's a Wonderful Life, speaking of Jimmy Stewart, no man is, uh, is it a man who is wealthy, any man who is wealthy who has friends or something mm-hmm. to that effect. To that effect. Uh, also, I, I did want to uh, give, because he was talking about his sons and his wife so much, a quick mm-hmm. shout out to Black Hollywood Live. Ashley Gray, one of our hosts, was talking um, on the carpet of the Globes to Chet Hanks, cool. um, his uh, son, who w- she asked, is it a lot of pressure being, having Tom Hanks be your dad? And he said, uh, pressure makes diamonds. And I thought that that was such a cool what quote. What a cool response. Yeah, I thought that was really a, a cool quote. And you can tell how much his kids love him as well. Yeah. So I, I feel like this was a really a, a big moment for the entire family. And listen, you and I were talking right before this, talking about the deathbed test. At the end of the day, you're going to think of the connections, the emotional memories that you have with people you care about more than, oh, man, I wish I would have nailed that series for Netflix. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just it's going to mean a lot more. So again, that's good for all of us. Make sure you have that balance. I know people who have thrown themselves just into the, you know, people go, Oh, Joaquin Phoenix. He's just sure. But he still had a girlfriend there that he obviously has someone he connects with. And I guess their whole thing is that they stay secluded in their Hollywood house and they're just homebodies, you know, what's is Rooney, Rooney, Mara. Rooney Mara. Yeah. And, so even that, there's there's still balance even with the most artsy artist there is, you know. Um, Kate Beckinsale is dating Machine Gun Kelly. Did you see that? No, I did not. Random one. Continue. Very random. <laughs> uh, and then he goes into the acting, right? And he says, you are a dope if you don't steal from everyone that you've worked with. Now, this is huge, and I've talked about this on the show, and I had to do this even in a coaching recently. I said, do you know anyone in your life that's like this? It was very against type for this actor. And they said, no, I don't. And I said, what about a movie? And do you know this, this, this? And they go, oh, there's one movie, there's a person like this in that Guy Ritchie movie. And I go, good, be him. Just be him. And I go, and they're like, well, isn't that cheating? And I go, no, no, no. You're not going to, you can't be him regardless, but if you get the essence of what that person is. I've talked about this on the show. Johnny Depp said, I'm a pirate who is all with, against all odds, keeps living regardless of all these things that happen to me. And he said, oh, and Keith Richards, you know, he stole Keith Richards. He said, uh, who's Mrs. Potts? And uh, Angela Lansbury oh. in Sleepy Hollow. He goes, I just did Angela Lansbury. Cam on Modern Family says, I'm just doing my mother. Um, it's just the essence of people. And he I, and and Beach Boys, there wouldn't be a Sergeant Pepper if Paul McCartney didn't hear pet sounds from Beach Boys. I mean, this is a common, it's the evolution of art. We learn and change and get influenced by others. I took the sentence a little differently. Okay. Um, when he says, you're dope if you don't steal from everybody you've worked with, I took that more like... You can always learn and you can always grow. And look at the um, look at the things that when Charlize was giving her speech to him mm-hmm. and she said, you know, you gave me those five extra minutes yeah. because you knew I needed it. Um, hopefully then the next time she's working with a young up and coming actor. Yes. She does the same thing. So you so say it more the same, pay it forward. Let's let's pay it forward and more like you take the practices that work from people. Right. And you apply them. So exactly. you see what people's methods are and you see how they act on on set and if you if you see that um somebody like a 
Tom Hanks, even in the scenes that you're never seeing his face in, is on set for every take, and you work with him, hopefully you borrow that and right. realize that's what a professional does. Yes. Uh, so I, I took it. Tony Robbins calls it modeling. Yes. Modeling. And, and, and guess Beha- what? With behavior. Yes. And it shows more humility. Mm-hmm. Again, meaning... I didn't walk in and think I was the best one in the room. I always knew I was surrounded by good people, and what could I take? So, yeah, that's that's. it kind of hits the more humility part that I was talking about, the same thing. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry, Sean. I'm 2020. <laughs> Charles, now, Charlize's five-minute story, then he, you know, she had mentioned, as Roxy said, that she was really nervous. He stepped out for five minutes because he knew she needed to regroup. He says, oh, actually, the five minutes I stepped out to say I need this girl in my movie and we're going to make it work. Um, she was really great. And I and I have spoken about this audition. I'm 90% sure of it. If I'm not, sorry for the repetition. But when I auditioned for that thing you do for Tom Hanks, he, I was doing a funny bit and he had a piece of paper in front of his face. The other people were all sitting there and he had a piece of paper in front of his face and I thought, oh my gosh, is this, am I tanking? Am I not? I mean, I didn't really like, it didn't change my audition. I just did it and I noticed it and I thought, okay. And then when it stopped, he dropped the paper and was laughing so hard and I said, it's okay, you can laugh. I, can, I don't mind if I see you laughing. He goes, yeah, but I don't want to take you out of it. So it's the same thing. He's trying yeah. to be courteous and um and again for the same movie um and my uh little shout out that i told you i was gonna i'm not gonna do a hand gesture insert a story i tried to find one for insert i think we're better off without the hands Mm -hmm. no stop looking for a lever can i do a lever like a machine Oh, God, it's all bad. No. There's nothing. No. No. Okay. Um, like I was trying to head. do like an Oreo. <laughs> Insert my head into a cone-ish type hat. Yep. <laughs> Thank you yes. for that. Yes. Thank you. Yes, and. And. Yes, and. Uh, the hat has flowers yes, on and the it. Hat, yes, and the flowers are purple. Mm. Um, okay. And then. Uh, 2020. 2020. She and I were bopping to the music at the after party. She is in. Charlize Theron and myself at the That Thing You Do after party were standing. She was very sweet and very cool, and we were laughing and talking, and we were just really bummed that no one was dancing. And we were like, do you want to be the first one on the dance floor? Do do we care? And then we're like, oh, my God, we're at a rap party at our, you know, at a Tom Hanks movie. It was her first, you know, big movie. We're like, who cares? And we went out there dancing, and she's so much taller than me, and we just rocked it. And it was that kind of thing, like, we're going to go out there, and then so many people are going to come out after, and no one did. It was just us two for this one song, but we had such a blast. So that's my little story from the after party of a set. I have to tell you, Sean, I think there's probably 50% of the people listening right now who would cut off one of their arms to be you in that story. Yeah, right? Like, I had no idea. She was just a cool young actress yeah. that was in this movie with me and then look where she went um 2020 2020 red then he sucked about the moment of that filmmakers make movies shot by shot now i've talked about this in the mental health one that i believe life is a series of moments and expand the one it's Accentuate the positive and minimize the negative. Let the negative moments pass. 
soak and relish into the positive moments. But he was saying that's how a movie is built. A shot, each angle, all of it is part of the brick that you put into the wall of building that movie. So he was saying you have to maximize those moments. And in this thing, he talked about all the people who come together to help him really get there and be there fully present at that moment. So it speaks to so many things in just this one moment. One, that it's a community of people. It's not just him. It's all the set people, the makeup people, all the people who have to come together together to make a movie work. I have had moments on the show, La Femme Nikita, I did this amazing scene where they had the close-up on me, and I was having a very emotional speech, and I had the Denzel Washington tear, like, perfectly timed, saying, but I just want to do better. And there was slow tear coming down my face, and it was just, I, I was so happy. The woman who was playing Nikita was just saying that was so amazing. And the light guy goes, yeah, we had a flare in there. We're going to have to do it again. So, I mean, it, it's all of us that all have to be together to make it happen. So he talked about that community and also that you have to bring it. You have to bring it. They have to show up and make mm-hmm. sure that their camera solid, that there isn't a flare, that there's a microphone, doesn't fall into the shot. We all are there to support each other for those series of moments that we all do our best for those moments. So we all get together. Prepare, get ready, and then nail those moments. I also hope that this helps young aspiring filmmakers out there who feel really daunted by the task of making an entire movie. Because I like the idea of thinking about it shot by shot. Yes. And I think that that makes it more um, palpable, more tangible, uh, more like inspiring that you can do this. If yeah. you think about it bit by bit piece by piece as opposed to how the hell do I put on this entire thing? Like I said, I'm shooting this thing with my daughter, and we are the same. We are both scatterbrains. Her and I are the same. Because you'll say, if you say on one end of our house and go, hey, will you go pick up that thing on the other end of the house? By the time you get, you don't even know what you are going to because you've seen five different things on the way. We're definitely, what was it in the... In up or whatever, when it was squirrel or where you know they yeah, always yeah, get yeah, dis- yeah, yeah. distracted. That's us. So for us to shoot this thing today, we're going to have to do it like that to keep us both grounded. But yeah, it does break it down, and it also talks to the faith um, in the process. Um, you can't get in your head. You can't be overwhelmed by the whole package. You just have to trust that each bit by bit matters and that you just want to show up um why you can't beat yourself up and be in your head you can't get the help from all the people around you the permanence of that moment is on film so it has to be good so all we're doing is doing our best as a group to really nail down this moment and all the elements and then that's going to be a permanent piece that keeps moving through um then he talked about uh that acting teacher that said you know three things that you have to have you have to show up on time you have to know the text and you have to have a head full of ideas so much to unpack there just that did you hear when he said show up on time the amount of applause in the audience. Oh my god! Like how insane is it? Because I know I'm sure that people in regular in in life, just in general, who are working nine to fives, or be like, what? Yeah. Part of the job is just showing up on time. That seems oh, yeah. easy. I can I cannot explain how many productions I've been a part of, hosting, acting, otherwise. That it 
we are waiting. We yeah. are waiting for somebody. Yeah. Like almost every time you're yeah. waiting for somebody. And as they say, time is money. But I just thought it was so funny that he said and, that. And that was like the loudest everybody was like, yes, yes. I worked, I worked on a production in the 90s where the, which made no sense to me, the star of the show, I won't say his name, uh, but the star of the show was also the exec producer of the show. And he would show up late all the time. And you were kind of like, wait, but you're screwing yourself because you're the producer that needs to keep costs down. And you're like, I couldn't even believe it. He showed up late all the time. And I heard that since that TV show and since his reputation, he's kind of having another uptick in his later years. And, uh, oh, he shows up on time now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because the little ego got popped and now he's just, you know humbled and showing up on time and doing good work and it's great to see his work he's really good to see but there's no easier way to be in somebody's good graces than to just literally show up and i've said this 10 million times sometimes you don't show up time on time sometimes you made a wrong estimate communicate that Mm -hmm. respectfully and say I am going, I'm running a little late. Well, even you can take this show for a second. Sean, remember there was one time that I was not going to be here on time. And, but the thing was, I had never not been on time ever since then. So you were amazing about it. Just said, no problem. Of course, like I communicated with you and and you understood. But if I had been late for the five previous times, you probably would have been like, this is a genuine problem. Do you even want to be here? Yeah. Um, So you also need to help, like help yourself out. Yeah, For those days that you cannot... The part I love about that the best is both of us beat each other up and say, I feel so bad for being late. And we always, on the other end, will go, there's no No need. need. You're great. You're great. But we don't listen to it when we're on never on either the other side. We'll always beat each other up if we're late. And we'll always say it's totally cool. Yeah. Yeah. But why don't we do that to ourselves? I don't know. know. That's another another episode, kids. Yeah. 2020. All right. Uh, Then the other parties, and he said, uh, you know, the text. Know the text. And he said, you can't just know your lines. Know the whole thing. Know the world. How can you immerse yourself into an imaginary circumstance if you don't know the world? And especially, I mean, think of how many worlds we've... Been blessed with with you know Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Harry Potter. There's there's worlds that they've created, and you have to know the world. For my Shakespeare thing, I had two very small parts, but I read the entire uh, play to know what I was doing, to know where it fit. It did fit, even though I had you know someone could have said, "Well, well, this is happening," and I probably would have been okay. It was much better knowing the full context. You have to know who you are, where you are, the entire piece, and then if you don't even have that, that's why you, then the actor does the work and does its own backstory to fill it in. I was just listening to Michael Caine, and I'm going to do. I'm going to do. What, you're going to love this. All the autobiography I've listened to in the fall and winter. I'm going to do my major takeaways. Oh, from I can't wait. Uh, but Michael Caine was saying for Alfred the Butler. In in what voice was he saying this? In his English. Oh, fuck, I'm not try. <laughs> I was going to insert. Mm-hmm. I think that's almost worse. I think so too. It's a little worse now. It's just to, it's not we a hat. always no. It's not a flat I know. I know. We know hat. what we're saying. No. We know what we're saying. Um, and so we, um, uh, he said he was that Alfred used to 
be an army person, like a special operative person, mm-hmm. and then he had to protect someone, a uh, special president or a prime minister, and then you know, Bruce Wayne's father saw that, and that's why he got him in, because he knows he can serve drinks and things like that, but if he needs to, he can really step up and protect the son. And he came up with that himself for Alfred the Butler, for the Christopher Nolan Batmans. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of text behind that and, yeah. and whatnot, but there's so many different backstories that he has true? to pick and choose. Yeah. Oh, well, the, so Alfred does the, have some backstories. The uh, Pennyworth stuff. TV show really dives into the military background as well. Of um, Alfred? Um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, of Alfred. Okay. Okay. Um, and and they have gone into it, but th- there have been different things. But especially with that, there's so many places to choose from, and he's not the main character of the movie, right. so you have to figure out your background. Yeah, which kind of yeah. Cool. And he said his voice came from his again stealing from his life, uh, not another actor, but stealing from his when he was in the military for six months in um, uh, not in North Korea fighting. He he did his sergeant. His first sergeant. That's where mm. his Alfred voice came from. Um, and then this is the one that I love, full of ideas. This comes to so many things I've talked about. Creating your own content, collaborating in an audition. You can't collaborate with someone who doesn't bring anything. So a casting director cannot collaborate with you unless you have your ideas. And this is what I loved. And this is what everyone's afraid of. Well, I don't want to screw it up. And Tom Hanks said, you can always cut it out. You don't have to use it. When I was doing Never Been Kissed, I told you guys, I used to, I came in, and I would have ten pitches for her for jokes, and she'd use four of them. So that means six didn't get used. Wait, question for you. During this part, he said something like, I'd love to see those outtakes, right, Marty? Right, or something right. like that. For What was he talking for, about there? I think he was, was he making a joke about... Was he talking about for Irishmen? Yeah, for or the Irishmen. Or was he Irishman. talking about something... I thought he was talking about the Irishmen, because could you imagine, imagine those, those three guys, like, yeah. you know, together, Pesci That's and what Denera. I thought, so yeah. too. That's what I thought. So, you know, you come with ideas. You come. You're not just there to... You know, recite the lines. The, I love that he said, know the text, be on time, and a head full of ideas. Because they're hiring all of you. They're not just hiring the face and the lines. And unfortunately, that's what actors think. They just think it's the face and the lines. And that is not the case. Real um, quick, just if our fans are listening, and I wonder if they wondered too, is it possible he was referring he to Catch Me If You Can? I was thinking about that as uh, well. I didn't know. And like if he I, had notoriously... I had, I had, wait, I did, had he, did Scorsese that. direct Catch Me If You Can? Yeah. yeah. He did? Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. No, he didn't. Checking now. Checking now. It was. Uh, it was directed by. Oh, sorry. Steven Spielberg. Did he produce it? He produced it. Spielberg. Oh, but, uh, he's produced Scorsese it. Scorsese was like supposed to direct it or something. Wait, but oh, okay. what did? What else did Martin Scorsese and Tom Hanks work Nothing. on together? So maybe he meant as a producer uh, the outtakes from the movie. Maybe. You know, I might be wrong on this completely. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. It's uh, totally Spielberg, not Scorsese. Didn't they work together? They worked together on something. No, I'll do some research, guys. Keep posting. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm really pretty positive they did. All right. Um, Twenty twenty. All right. Uh, Again, the collaborating, and then knowing the text we talked about on time, obviously, and then what was so wonderful is then he talked about uh, checking the gate. And he I thought said, this was an interesting way to close the speech out. Well, here's here's why I liked it. So I was shooting movies when this was a thing. You would shoot a movie, and as he said, 
you would get the take that you want or you they would be very pleased and they say all right good uh we will move on once we check the gate and that just meant that if that the film was not corrupted by hair dust some kind of anomaly and he said um and then when you'd wait for like two minutes the cameraman would go in there and do fiddle around for a little bit and then just say all right the gate's good moving on Mm -hmm. so that to me what does that go to the moments the moment's done. Move on. Let it go. Um, you can drop that audition into the trash can and leave. Check the gate. The gate's good. You're done. You can't run back in there and go, oh, I had another idea. You know, you're done. You're done your audition. Rip it up. Throw it in the trash can. Today, when I finished my one, I worked on it for several hours with my friend. He was really hard on me in the best way possible, pushing me to be better and better and better and to tackle a text that was not easy. And then as soon as we were done, we had a great discussion on the sidewalk, hugged, why went in, uh, edited it real quick, sent it to my agent, and, and that's it. I'm done. I'm done. Check the gate. Move on. That's what these moments are. And it goes back to what he said, that these moments, movies are built moment to moment. You do it. Get good. Make sure everything's as good as it can be. Check the gate. Move on. And so for him, what he's saying, um, so far, so good is what I took from it. So far, checking the gate right now up to this point in my life, and the gate's good, so I'm moving on. Hmm. No? Well, I just didn't know. I didn't know when he said, I've checked the gate, the gate is good, what he was referring to. Because if you... I, I, get, I get what... I know what checking the gate is. I didn't know if he meant his own life. I didn't know if he meant Hollywood. I didn't know uh, if he meant no, tonight think, winning this award. I think he meant all of it. I think he meant all of it coming together, that it is good, that I feel good about, you know, what's been happening, what I've learned, how it's gone for me so far. I... It was just a final mo- button on. Yeah, I'm moving on from here with confidence that so far so good. Okay. Can I just say that my down to earth uh, sweater, grounded. grounded sweater, this sleeve keeps falling down, and I have to keep pulling it up, which keeps you more even further uh, grounded, further more ground, and yeah. and adjusting and adapting. Humble enough to know and, you have a sweater that you've got to adjust. Yeah, I, well, I mean, because there was that moment that I was just going to stand up and start screaming and throwing things because didn't. of the sleeve, but I didn't. Humility, humility, and and no, twenty twenty, knowing when to pull up the sleeve, knowing when to let the sleeve sit on the elbow because the gate is good. Because the gate is good, so no one will learn a thing today. Except that we have a weird hat that can has I, flowers on it. The purple flowers. Can I check purple. in with uh, Mr. Fantabulous for a yes, second? Yes, ma'am. Did we find anything? Rocks, I can't find a thing. Wow, why did, I, why did we why both I, think that? I have that they had no worked clue. Together? Probably because Leo. Leo works with Scorsese so, yeah. so much. Yeah, but why would I think that? Tom- because Catch Me If You Can was definitely yeah. more not a Spielberg movie, but uh, no, more of that a flavor. that one I have no excuse for, but Leo. they never worked together. No, I would never. I guess they're just everybody's friends. Guess who else? Guess who else? Guess who Tom, else what? Tom Cruise never worked with him. Oh. Scorsese. But has Tom, Tom Cruise hasn't worked with a lot of directors. Like, has he worked with Spielberg? He doesn't. Stop. Yes. Tom Cruise doesn't. Are you yeah. kidding? Minority Report, War of the uh, Worlds. Yeah. War of the Worlds, you're um, right. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I, I just think that Tom Cruise doesn't strike me as a Scorsese actor as much as a Tom Hanks does. Tom Hanks. Could, I don't see Tom Hanks as I a feel Scorsese. Like Tom Hanks accent. could be old timey. He could like he could totally be the good guy, get in the bad crowd. You're right. He wouldn't be the protagonist. He would be because Scorsese movies, the antihero is always the protagonist. Yeah, no, he's not that. But the he's bad the guy is really always soon. the good one. The antihero. He, he would play the antagonist who's a good guy. He to me could have been the Ray Romano in um, the Irishman. Have either of you seen yes, it? Of course, the Ray Romano. Right, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. even he comes in as I the lawyer, say he that, does the thing. right, but I say that out loud, and then when I think about it, I go, Ray uh, Tom, Romano, great, yeah, though. Tom Hanks wouldn't be as good as Ray Romano. You think they're friends? Who Not, Marty and uh, Martin Scorsese and Tom Hanks? I'm sure they are because because listen, when I told you I had heat, right? Spielberg liked me, and who did I end up doing movies with? Tom Hanks, one of his good friends. Andrew Barrymore, one of his good friends. Do you know what I mean? They all know So each other. I would think that Scorsese would know Tom Hanks because Scorsese's really good friends with Spielberg and Spielberg's. I mean, I know Spielberg and Tom Hanks went, they go to cruises together in the summertime. And who stuff. was the one who said, We are all just in Martin Scorsese's shadow? I forget. I forget that was, but a, that was a great moment. That was a great moment. Um,. Oh, wait, the director, wasn't it? The what director, director? Think about Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes. Oh, for 1917. Yeah, he yes. did. Because when he won, he said, yeah. well, just a Martin Scorsese shot. Yeah. That was amazing. Right. I love when they pay homage to each other like that. Yeah. So watch the speech. Take from it. Learn from it. He's giving you life lessons in living life and how to be the artist and how to be the professional. It's a fantastic speech. And that's my breakdown and analysis of it. But I possibly annoyed Tom Hanks. And how did this happen? So we not 2020 when no 2020 would be 98 ish. Mm. So I had done that thing you do. I had done Twister. Jamie Gertz and I were friends, still are friends. We haven't talked in a while, not for a falling out or anything, just life. Um, and Jamie Gertz and I, um, she was talking about she was friends with him, and. Um, we, she helped me with a short film or knew that I had done a short film that I wrote and directed. And she said, Oh, you should definitely give an invitation to Tom. Um, and my producer said the same thing. She, she knew him of him in a circle. Invite him to come see your short film. See the short film. We're doing a special screening. Uh, Roger Donaldson, a big director was a friend of mine. And so he was shooting the green mile, Tom Hanks. And I went up to his very famous Airstream and there was a guy sitting out front and I said, Hey, can you just give this to Tom? I mean, you know, come on. It's an invitation to a short film. Oh, an invitation. Of course. Excuse me. 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, that I thought that it would, you know, at best sit on his desk and at worst be tossed in the trash can right away. But why not, right? And this guy sitting up front just goes, "Yeah, hey, give him to it yourself. Go ahead and walk in. And I said, you sure? And he goes, yeah, no problem. And I walked in, and Tom is sitting there in his, you know, uh, the Green Mile, you know, guard thing, going over his script quietly. And he just looks up like, hey, Sean. Like, what the... Are yeah, yeah, and I go, oh, hey, I just, and I just turned into the complete, like, hey, I have the, this short film, and then Roger Donaldson said, and Jamie Green said that we're friends, and then maybe you should, and he's like, okay, 
Uh, okay. I mean, you could tell he was in the Wait, midst of wh- his process. So you're on set because... I was on Warner Brothers lot, and I knew he was there. Oh, okay. Or, sorry, was it Paramount? I forget. You were working Paramount. on something else. I was working on something else. So I... And then uh, I said, yeah, the, that guy said it was okay to come in. And he goes, what guy? And I go out, and there's no one sitting there anymore. I thought it was his person. Like uh, like the studio person. It was just some schlub that was probably walking by and going, I need to sit down for a minute <laughs> or something. And I thought, oh, my God. And then, of course, by saying, well, that guy said it was a, you know what I mean? And Tom's like, it sounds annoying. Oh, you know, no. it sounds like I'm making it up, too. And oh, no, it was all Sean. bad. And I remember walking out just going, oh, my God. I'm so, and again, it's not that kind of thing. I can run in and go, hey, hey, uh, that guy did say there was a guy. Like, you know, you can't make it work. Checking the gate, and the gate was bad. And the gate was not good. Did this ever come up again? Never seen him since. Never seen him since. We spent so much time together. We, me and Rita Wilson and, and my ex-wife and I and Steve Zahn and his wife, we all hung out at the That Thing You Do premiere. We all had a great time together. He loved, like he loved me and Giovanni Ribisi and Steve Zahn and stuff. He always wanted to like come over and pal around with us and stuff like that. I mean, it was all good. And that was the last time I'd ever get the chance to see him. If you and ever what saw a- him again, would you bring it up? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I was. I saw a screening. Of, I oh took my, my daughter God. to a screening of the one with uh, the woman who wrote um, uh, Mary Poppins. That one with Emma uh, Thompson, uh, the Disney one where he played Walt Disney. Oh. Um, and we, you know, and I saw him, and there was people walking up to him saying oh, hi um, and stuff, and I didn't say hi and stuff. But saving I, Mr. Banks, yeah, saving Mr. Yeah, Banks, yeah. like I just didn't, I didn't say anything. So it just sucks, like that's hanging out in the world. I can't believe that. And that's I'm so crappy. sorry. It's so embarrassing. Hey, we all I have say moments. Something good to help, but I don't have anything. There's nothing to say. No. There's nothing to say, and he can never reassure me, and he probably doesn't care okay. that much. I don't think. But he then, of course, it. your paranoid parts goes. He's going to go to his producer and go, "No, I never want to work with that guy again." No way he remembers it. I know he no doesn't way. care. No, no. But I've told you that before, too. No one thinks about you as much as you, you think, think about, about yourself. Yeah. So, listen, that's our fun. Brutal. We're hitting the ground running with the earthy sweater, with the obstacles that we're taking care of all our obstacles. We're sticking our heads in purple flowers. We're inserting things. It's all crazy in 2020. With permission from the with flowers. With total consent. Yeah, thank from you the for flowers the hat. And, letting and, me yes, insert it's a, myself. <laughs> We're gonna call it. I'm gonna. I'm checking the gate. I'm checking the gate. They're checking the gate, and the gate will be good. Where can we find you? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer and Mr. Fantabulous. Uh, Twitter Jeffrey Seagram, Instagram Jeffrey Crane Graham, and me. I changed my Instagram name to Sean Whalen, actor official. So you can find me a lot easier. A lot of people couldn't find me at that guy SMW. Um, and then on uh, Facebook, on uh, Sean Whalen Peeps. For now, there's going to be some changes. Okay. So, as always, thank you for letting me be part of your journey in 2020. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.